All right, get everyone to settle down. But yeah, it's a little weird today. Uh, I've been kind of been doing sermons now for about a year, and uh, but this is actually my first one in front of a full crowd, so it's it's a little weird looking out there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of liked just having the camera right there, and you just kind of like, yeah, it's right there. Got it. All right. Well, today we're going to be continuing in our our one another testimony series. Um, we're going to be hearing Daniel O'Hearn um, acknowledge Heidi Gao uh, for how she's been a source of encouragement for over 14 years, but in particular, he wanted to uh, bring forth a couple uh, situations from the past years. But uh, let's just uh, open in prayer, and then we'll, we'll roll the video. Lord, we just thank you this morning. We just thank you for your presence in the worship. We just thank you that you are here where we gather, Lord, that you are just, that you're just such a presence around us, Lord. We just thank you for the joyous noise of the kids this morning, just such a missing sound. You know, it just, it really doesn't sound like a church unless there's some kids in the background. So Lord, we just thank you for that. We just thank you for the efforts of Carol this week and putting together this amazing VBS. And um, yeah, Lord, we just pray for that you would just work your words through me this morning and through the words of Daniel and Heidi. Amen. All right, let's roll these videos. Hey everyone, uh, Daniel here, and uh, I'm going to be sharing with you for the One Another Testimony series. And today I would like to acknowledge Heidi. Uh, well, really, this goes out to the entire Gao family. Uh, the Gao family have been just such a blessing in not only my life, but the life of my brother, Ryan, my parents, Dan and Jenny. Uh, for the past 14 years that we've known them, and they're really the reason why uh, we go to church and why we go to five stones so um really goes out to the whole family but in particular i'm calling out heidi because there's just been um a number of more recent incidences uh in the past few years that really stick out in my mind where she really went out of her way to encourage me and um not to say the other gal kids haven't but uh you know they all live in uh, minnesota now so uh, Heidi and I have kept in touch since she has been in BC um, for quite some time now. Um, just thinking back most recently, about a month ago, Heidi asked me for my address and I didn't ask why she was asking me for my address, but I just gave her my address and she said she's going to send something to me. I completely forgot about it and then I was uh, told that I had a package to pick up. So I went to get this package and um, honestly didn't completely forgot I had told her my address so I was really questioning what what I had in there and it was actually um it was a nice book that she sent me it's called Garden City by uh, John Mark Homer and she remembered that I had listened to a podcast uh from this individual he's a pastor in Oregon and although a very small gesture the book is super relevant for you know where I'm at right now in my life um, and it really talks about balancing work, rest, and what it really means to just be a person. And, um, and it's just a really great book and an encouragement to help me grow in my faith and to lean on to God and understand what, you know, how to balance life essentially. And I think she's reading it too, so I'm only about a third of the way through. 
but I've really been enjoying the book so far. So although a small gesture, really, it was it was just really nice and unexpected. And she remembered um, something that I told her and really just uh, acted on that. Um, I think about a year ago, she actually, maybe a little less than a year ago, she just called me and she shared a um, vision she had for me um, of me shedding my skin or she compared me to uh, to a reptile or something that sheds its skin, obviously. I don't shed my skin uh, <laughs> physically, but um, that was a really encouraging word that she shared with me and um, I really did appreciate that because it was during a transitionary time um, for my work where I was just getting out of a, um, a project commitment that I was working on for quite some time that was really stressing me out and I, I really wasn't enjoying it but she was totally right and within about a month of that um, things had changed for the better I think my attitude had shifted as well and my stress levels had come down so um, it really gave me that encouragement to just really push through the end and and to and to pray um, and have those prayers answered for, for some better changes in my life. So that was really nice as well. And um, the last thing I just want to share on too was the, the HAPS group. So um, I believe Heidi was really integral to the um, creation of the HAPS group, uh, which I kind of just joined eventually on, uh, with my brother's encouragement. He she told me to come out and uh, I really enjoyed my time there in the sense of community that was there and it was a really much needed thing uh, for me and it was what really um, I think sparked my um, sparked my desire to really want to grow um, whereas before I think I just felt really stagnant and I wasn't I wasn't really craving um, growing in the Lord and, and deepening my understanding. So that was a really, um, a really great community to have. And, you know, since then that was about three, three and a half years ago. Um, and that it, since then, I think I, my, my interest, I start pursuing and finding my own church downtown, um, as well as, you know, keeping in touch with Five Stones. And then when the pandemic hit, um, I really just felt called to listen and stick with Five Stones and just feel more connected um, to the services, especially not being able to attend in person. It was really nice seeing familiar faces on the screen. So thank you, Heidi, for uh, always being somebody who uh, has encouraged me throughout the many years we've known each other. Um, and thanks for being somebody who takes action um, and goes out of their way to encourage others and is thinking about other people. So uh, thanks for being you and uh, thanks for the book. All right, cheers. Hey Five Stones, hey Daniel. Um, thank you so much for, for calling me out in your video. I actually opened it while my siblings were still here. So it was fun for us to all watch and hear what you had to say and they appreciated the shout out. Um, yeah, I I honestly didn't really know how to respond and I I left this video sitting in my inbox for a week and got a ping from Liz. I was like, mm, if you could give me the video, that would be great. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I am just encouraged that what God does in my heart and the, and the little things that he cares about becomes an overflow to other people and that I get to help encourage someone else in their walk. 
I think that's been the coolest thing, like watching your video and the book is maybe an example of, of that and, and same with the vision, particularly with the, the picture that I had, the vision. I actually remember writing it down a couple, several months back um, when we had chatted, but even earlier than when I had called you and um, I went back and found it in my journal and I just remember writing it. It was like a very short sentence and um, it was a picture of a lizard, not a human. And I just wasn't sure how to deliver it or if I should. And I called my dad or messaged him and been like, how do you deliver words? Do you just pray over them? Sometimes do you not give them? I was kind of trying to get out of it. And he just gave like a, a great answer, which is really just, you know, see how the Holy Spirit moves and, and just see what's right and um, have faith. And so I called you later, a couple weeks later, just because we hadn't chatted and it was, we we're still in the middle of a pandemic and I just wanted to catch up. And so several minutes went by, you know, we're catching up doing our thing. And I was very close to not actually sharing this with you because I was chicken. Um, but I really just felt like, okay, you know what? If God put this on my heart and it's something I'm still thinking about and I'm nervous that maybe like God really does care and he just, he really wants to be able to use people to encourage others. So I gave you that word and it's, it's been really cool to see how helpful it's been to you and to see how much our father like cares about the little details in our lives to make um, an effort through phone calls and, and all those things to just show us that he's watching over us and he knows our hearts and sees our struggles. Um, and being a part of the young adults since I've been home has been such a great opportunity and just to see old people and, and new people come into our church. And I can't wait to see just more people coming alongside after hearing stories like yours and mine and, and just to see how the church is growing. So thank you for encouraging me and sharing your heart. And I can't wait to continue just to see what God will do in our lives. But yeah, what a great testimony from, from Daniel and Heidi. Um, I love how encouraging it is to kind of watch these testimonies, you know, week after week in the summer. Um, it really makes you kind of proud to be in a community where there are these beautiful interactions within. Um, I love how this series is kind of calling some of them out to the forefront that would have been hidden and we wouldn't have known about. Um, one of my favorite things about this is the way that Heidi actually sent a physical book to Daniel. Um, not only could she have just sent a text with the, the book name or emailed an ebook, um, but she went that extra step to get his address and to send a physical copy. And so I think it shows a lot of how, one, Heidi was listening, but even more she was caring about uh, what Daniel was saying. To be honest, one of the hardest things about trying to speak to these testimonies, um, especially with all the numerous one-anothers that are in the Bible, is trying to pick one um, that matches to the, to the testimonies. There's, there's so many of them that can apply to each of these. So when I started this sermon, I was actually considering cheating 
and kind of having two of them. <laughs> and um, because, you know, when in doubt, just include more Bible verses. Um, however, once I kind of put my thoughts to the side and, and actually started to listen to the Lord, um, he kind of quickly led me and, and into settling into, into one of these one another's. And then I just kind of over the week got to kind of watch because it's, it's really more of an observation thing than, than like work as kind of day by day he just continued to lead me into additional details of, of how this verse applied to these videos. So at, at this point I was going to do a drum roll and big reveal but the first slide's been up behind me for a couple minutes so you all already know where I'm going and that is we're going to talk about speaking truth uh, to one another. So this verse comes from Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 25, and it says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So in, in first reading this verse, there were two words that, that jumped out at me, and that was uh, falsehood and truth. Good, it is going up. Falsehood, uh, because on first glance, you know, this, this word really seems quite simple, the, or the verse seems quite simple, and it's kind of like, you know, don't lie, tell each other the truth. Um, pretty basic biblical principle, and while certainly true, when you start to kind of look at the various translations of this verse, you kind of go into some of the Greek root words to understand some of the nuances that are behind them, you really come to understand that the falsehood that Paul is, is describing here is about more than just lies. It's about being honest in all things. It's not hiding your current state, but being honest where you're at and what you're dealing with. It's your life telling the truth in words and in action. The word truth here also kind of goes deeper and not only is it here because it's the opposite of falsehood and, you know, it's telling us to be honest with each other, but it's also to speak God's worth, words, sorry, which are truth into each other's lives. And, and this is what we see when Heidi received a spiritual vision of the lizard shedding its skin. It's weird, it's visual, but it's also perfect and it's wonderful in how it was the right truth for Daniel. Not only did it speak of a friend that was willing to trust God and deliver a quirky word, but it spoke spiritually to Daniel of a God that cares so much that he was willing to send a personal word in a tough season to let Daniel know that he was loved and that God knew where he was at. Was Daniel going to die no. Was he in some dire distress? Not really. But he was stressed and he was unhappy. And that was enough for God to reach out and personally remind him through Heidi that he is still there. And that was enough to push Daniel to the end of the project. I loved Heidi's honesty and truth in that she didn't want to deliver this weird message she even called her dad to try and get out of it. Some of us don't have a pastors for dads, but I've also called my dad to get out of things too. And, and the reality is the enemy will fight the truth. 
And it will use a lot of tricks and games to get you away from delivering encouragement. But there are a few greater things that you will ever experience than when you trust God and you deliver a word of God's truth, even if it's a vision of a lizard shedding its skin. When it goes to the proper recipient, then you get to watch as they, they get this intimate knowledge of truth. And that truth is that God loves them and knows where they are at. We also hear how Heidi was encouraged by being faithful and delivering the world, the word. It's a double blessing for both parties having its effect. There was a lesson for each of them in this situation. And how great is our God that he can just orchestrate these situations so perfectly. We truly are just nestled in the palms of his hands. You know, we're only a few weeks into this sermon series, but you already see how these one another's just naturally flow out of small, intimate groups. So if you need a push to get into a small group, then this is it. Because this is where the gospel goes from being words on a Sunday to actions, a living gospel, as Jesus showed us. So I don't care if it's a map, a yap, a hap, or any other TLA you come up with for your cell group, women's ministry, a weekly watching of the notebook, or even if it's just a support group for people that put milk into their bowl before the cereal. <laughs> Provided you talk honestly and pray for each other, God will move and you will get the opportunity to speak truth to each other and into each other. Because truth is how we build the church. Not by pretenses of being happy or by putting on a show that tells all the people that see us that we have our lives together, but it's by putting off our falsehoods and then speaking truth into each other's lives. Because humanity can build physical churches without God, but we need spirit and the truth to build the church or Jesus' church. And we need God's truth. And this is why the Bible encourages community. You know, just being back in the church with all of you, hearing the worship, it, it's so different. And why is it? Because when we're at home, we have that vertical worship. We also have to hear ourselves sing, which isn't always a pleasant thing for myself. But we also, when we're in this group, we have the horizontal. We have the encouragement of each other. We get to watch other people worship, and we get to feed off of that. And it becomes this great multiplying effect. And this is why small groups and local churches are so critical to our growth of faith. We need each other. We need God. We need Jesus' salvation. But if Jesus had 12 close, intimate friends to walk out his ministry here on earth, do we dare to try and do it alone? So I kind of started off this sermon by mentioning how kind of the Spirit led me through this verse over the week. And so it came about Wednesday. I'm praying about the sermon, and, and, I've been re and even though I've kind of been reading this verse for days, all of a sudden, the word having just jumped at me. And I couldn't stop reading it. So I kind of stopped and asked the Lord what he wanted me to see in this word, and then kind of just started to break down that word in the verse as he guided me. So 
When we read the beginning, that therefore having, at the beginning of this verse, there's a question here. Having what? Therefore, what happened? So there's an an implication that something happened earlier. And so to understand the context of this verse, we need to go back to the previous verses to to discover what it is that, that Paul wrote about. So for me, I usually just jump back to the first section break. Um, in this case, kind of started at verse 17. I started reading. Now, I should say not many, if not all of these verses would apply to the therefore having. But the Lord really led verse 18 to me, and it, and it kind of jumped out. And it was being darkened in their understanding, excluding from the life, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And, and God started speaking to me that the ignorance or that, that lack of knowledge, it's, it's a lack of true understanding that holds us back from further relationship with God. And it's, and it's not a scholastic knowledge. It's not a, a book knowledge. It is a, a visceral, humbling, scorching, wonderful knowledge that God loves you and that Jesus died so that you can be with him forever. It, it's like an encompassing experiential knowledge that comes when a prophetic word, a vision, healing, and, and these spiritual acts just set alight the knowledge in your soul that God is real and he knows you. So without that knowledge of how deeply God loves us, we are in ignorance. Oh, we might be able to quote verses where God says he loves us, but if we have not experienced that visceral, humbling, scorching, wonderful love, then we don't yet know the truth. In Daniel's time of stress, I'm sure if you'd asked him, he would have said, God loves me. I'm sure if we pushed him to quote a Bible verse about God's love for him, I'm sure he could probably get through John 3.16. Pretty much all can. (laughs) But these pieces of knowledge did not strike him the way that a personal message delivered via a friend hit him. And this is the personal truth of our God, that he knows the hairs on our head and he knows the steps in our day. The fact is that God loves you. And he wants to speak into your life directly, or as we've seen today, via your community. So while the word love in its various forms is used hundreds of times in the Bible, depending on which translation you use, there's about a hundred times that God directly states his love for us. And yet, he still also told us to love one another, give peace to one another, to exhort one another, to speak truth to one another. Why? Because this is how we hold each other accountable, with the truth. Our encouragement to one another is an overflow of the encouragement that God is pouring into us. Sometimes God's encouragement feels like a little trickle. You don't even know it's there. And other times it comes in a mighty wave with a prophetic word or a prayer. But always, if we're listening, 
that encouragement is enough to get us through. So church, let's agree as members to each other to speak the truth to each other. Both that simple truth of not putting on pretenses, but by being honest in both words and actions about how we're doing, but also by being active partners with the Spirit to speak God's truth to each other. It can be intimidating. Sometimes it feels a little awkward. And sometimes we just don't understand how this could possibly mean something to that person. But put it to the Father. Put your trust in the Father and be willing to make that call, meeting, email, text, whatever it takes to listen and obey. You know, this morning, I kind of have to end with my own nervous proclamation because the Lord decided that I wasn't nervous enough about just speaking to you all. He, he also wanted me to put a call out to prayer at the end of the service. I can't email or text you guys this, so I guess I have to put my faith where my mouth is. And so what I wanted to say and what the Lord led me to say is that, you know, if you are interested in knowing more about the God that wants to speak into your life, that loves you, and that wants desperately to give you encouragement, um, please come talk to myself or Pastor John after the service. We would, we would love to talk to you and, and pray for you. But if you're already a a Christian and you still want prayer, that you might just experience that wonderful, visceral experience to know that truth of how God loves you. Not in an academic way, not in a memorize the verse way, but in that humbling, wonderful, encompassing way, then also please come for prayer after the service. So let's just pray here and finish up. Lord, we just thank you for your words this morning. We just thank you that you let us be such a part of your, of your process, Lord, that as much as your guidance and your word comes from on high, Lord, you also let us encourage each other and you encourage us as we encourage each other, Lord, that you include us in your process, in your plan, Lord. And Lord, it just speaks to how well you know us, how well you know your creation, that you make these processes where both parties end up blessed um, out of the same situation. So Lord, we just thank you, and we just pray, Lord, that as we go forth this week, that you would just speak into our hearts and give us little words of truth that we can speak to each other and encourage each other in the weeks to come. Amen. It was such a nostalgic thing for me to watch Daniel and Heidi um, speak as they were my youth when I was their youth pastor 10 years ago. And it's so weird for me to see them as adults and as grown-ups because I still see them as like my little ones, you know? But to be able to see that the relationship continues that the care continues, that the love continues, that these things continue even as life moves on. That's what the one another's are about. It's, it's really about the church 
behaving towards each other so that the world could see God's gospel. So that the world could see that Jesus is bigger than anything else that is out there. That we could encourage and speak truth to each other. But in order for us to do this, it requires us to step out of that darkness that Alex was talking about. That we need to step into a new creation and that's stepping into the gospel in order to do the one and others for each other. That we cannot show love to each other, that we cannot speak truth to each other unless we know what the gospel is for ourselves. Unless we know who Jesus is for ourselves. That the one and others is not possible without that. So it always goes back to who Jesus is. It always goes back to the gospel. And that we need to live out this gospel to each other and so that the world can see. If we can't do it within our own church, we will not be able to do it to others outside of the church. And so church, I implore you, I ask of you to really think, how can I show love? How can I speak truth? How could I turn away? There's this aspect of we need to turn away. That the beginning of Alex's sermon is to turn away from falsehood. Not just lying. To turn away from falsehood requires us to have a complete new mindset. Right? New mindset. New way of thinking. New way of living. And when we grasp that new way of living, what is that new way of living? It's living in Jesus. It's living in the gospel. When we get that, then we're able to do this. And so for those that do need prayer, as Alex has mentioned, we're here to pray with you. We're here to pray for you. If you are looking to have that new mindset, come and ask for prayer. If you are looking to be able to have an encouragement, just, God, give me courage so that I could do this. Come and, come and, come and receive prayer from us as well. But we would love to pray for you. We would love to, to encourage you to, to go out and do that for each other in the church family. And then also to go and do that outside of the church family. So church, can we do this together? Let's pray. Father, God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are God, you are King, and you are our Lord and Savior. Lord, remind us of that first. And Lord, as we take hold of that Lord teach us how to speak truth to each other teach us to be there to love each other to care for each other so Lord we thank you for this encouragement we thank you for this challenge Lord may you continue to spark in our lives your spirit so that we understand who you are so that we can be who we are in you. So Jesus, we love you. We give all praise and honor to you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you guys next week.